just wanted to acknowledge be, before we start um, uh, this study uh, from Ephesians of, of Jeff Bingham. It's a commentary. I just want to, it's been wonderfully helpful as we've been preparing, um, as I've been preparing for, for this morning. So I just want to acknowledge that um, before we start. Let's, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. Uh, we thank you, Father, that uh, you have met us where we are. Uh, we thank you, Father, that you are a God who speaks, reveals yourself and makes yourself known. We just do pray, Father, that you would speak to us this morning, that you would just reveal yourself, that we would actually have eyes that would see and ears that would hear, and that, Father, you would actually minister to us, not just this morning, but also going forward into this year. We commend it, Father, to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, it is New Year's Eve. Um, uh, and I must admit, I'm not a big fan of New Year's Eve, never actually have been an over-big fan of New Year's Eve. I can understand it's a sort of a marker post uh, of a year, you know, one where you might actually take stock or reflect a bit about where things are at or, um, you know, where things might be headed. But particularly as a young, young adult, young bloke, um, it, I really didn't like it. I really didn't enjoy it. There was an expectation that you're, you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to celebrate, as it were. And, and um, see, I, I would generally, as a young bloke, I went to the old-style country dances. That was what I did as a, a young fella. Um, you, you know, the old... You know, it's sort of ballroom dancing without the fancy bits. Um, and, and that's what I would generally do um, as, a, as a young bloke. I'd generally go on my own. Um, most of my contemporaries had actually got married by this time, and, and so I'd go there on my own, and I'd dance with the widows because there was plenty of those. And uh, it was... I really had a... It was a really good fun. I really enjoyed that. It was a, Sarah wasn't on the scene at this point, um, <laughs> clearly enough. Um, and... Um, but there was always the New Year's Eve dance, you know, and, and it was always very awkward, and particularly around midnight. And so, you know, there's the expectation of what happens at midnight, you know, and I always thought that if I just sort of snuck out at 11.45 and came at 10 past, um, it would be good because it would avoid all that awkwardness. You know, what do you do, you know, when it's midnight and you do you do a hug or something or do you... So, um, never a fan, never a fan. Um, and what's wrong with shaking hands anyway? You know, no problem can come with shaking hands. You know, you only get COVID or something, but, um, you know, it's... Yeah, so, anyway. So, um, get, seriously for a moment... Um, it's funny when you talk to people about New Year's Eve and, you know, there's plenty of times you, you don't have to talk to many people and they, they'll tell you that they'll look forward to next year because last year's not been so great. It's been just hard work um, and can't wait for next year because it'll be better. You know, somehow we're going to be better. Um, we'll just um, look forward to the, the... And, you know, certainly people... There's, you know, you don't have to go far to have a... a you know, talk to people who have an awful run of events in succession and, and, um, and you can understand, you know, just looking forward to uh, a, new, a new day, a new time. Um, one of our favourite movies that we've seen many times is, is Forrest Gump. Um, in Forrest Gump, there's one of the characters says, I love New Year's. Because it's a, new, it's a new day with no mistakes in it. That's really sad, isn't it? It is really sad. Um, I've told my, da my daughters um, for, for years um, that yesterday is not an anchor for tomorrow. It's really important we know why that is. It's really important that we know why that is. And it really comes to our main point. Um, 
So the question sort of we pose there is that who are we, who are we, and why are we? Who are we and why are we? We are children of God. We are children of the loving Heavenly Father. He has met us and he has brought us to himself. And in Christ, everything, he's borne away everything, everything in his own body, everything that would actually keep us from God and restrict us from coming to God. He has taken away our guilt and our shame and our fear and our loss, and he has borne it himself in his own body. Um, and he has made us whole, and we are right before God. We are right before the Father. And it is at great cost at great cost. You know, uh, we say, we know that grace is the acceptable and pleasing sacrifice of Jesus. And grace is utterly free, but it is not cheap. It came at the cross of Christ. So we have been made right with God, and so we are. We are right with God. He, he has brought us into the family of God, and so we belong. And, so, and he has done this. And so we are the children, we are the children of God. Um, we are the sons of God. Um, and why? Because God has done this. It is not our own effort. It comes to us as a gift. It's a gift to us that we live in the good of. Um, and as we live in the good of it, we glorify God glorify him by living in the good of his salvation and that is why yesterday is not an anchor for tomorrow that is why we can actually live it live freely into the the, the new year um, we can freely relate to the father uh, even if we did make a hash of yesterday um, we will um, Sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll hope that maybe we'll make um, less mistakes next year, though. You know, maybe next year I'll actually make a better fist of things. Um, but what is that based on? You know, what is that based on? Is it based on our own strength? You know, people, folks will make New Year's resolutions, won't they? You know, um, some will even make changes to their lives and grow. Um, but what is that based on and why are we doing it? You know, for example, say, say someone says to me, Bob, next year I'm going to really keep the Ten Commandments. You know, I'm going to really do that next year. And we heard the Ten Commandments a minute ago. Um, and you say, great, super, you know, that's marvellous. Why? Like, not why, you know, Ray and Nat will throw more than ping pong balls at me if I don't explain why. But, um, <laughs> you know, but why, why, would we, why would we do that? Like, it's a great thing to do, and I'm not saying, don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying it's not a great thing to do. It is a great thing to do, but why are we, what's our driver for that? Why would we actually want to um, uh, keep the ten, the ten Commandments? Is it because we'll get God to love us more? You know, if somehow if we do the right thing, that God will love us more, that things will work out a bit better. So what are the Ten Commandments? So the Ten, ten, ten Commandments, they're the Ten Words of Living, aren't they? The Ten Words of Living that God gave to the people. Well, who was it given to? It was actually given to a saved people. 
It was given to a people that God had rescued from the, the death or in Egypt. They were dead in Egypt. They were unable to worship him. And he had brought them out and he had brought them to himself and he gave them this as a saved people. Um, God didn't say to them, look, if you do all these things, then I'll be your God. Or worse still, you know, if you do all these things, well, then I'll bring you out of Egypt. There was no contract. It is not a contract. It is not, that is uh, not what God is doing. He is actually giving to us as a gift. And what is my... Um, so, oh, I had just a note to myself. Like, uh, getting back to the doing the Ten Commandments. Like, it is good and right for us, actually. It is good and right for us that we might actually... Um, grow in maturity and, and knowledge and understanding of God. It is good and right for us to grow closer and more dependent on God, but that is not our strength. It is his strength, and in his strength we'll do it because he gives that to us. So, so there's no contract involved in the doing. It is not, I'll do this if you do that. It is not that. There is no contract involved. God gives it to us. God gave it to them as a, uh, as a forgiven people, as a redeemed people, as a people that were dead, in, dead as slaves in Egypt. They were dead. They were unable to do anything. But God rescued them, redeemed them, and brought them to himself so that they would be free to worship him. You know, and it was based on the promises that he'd made from, to Abraham those, those 400 years before. But they were free to worship him because he had made them him, He had brought them to himself. He'd made them his own. And he gave them, as people that he'd made uh, his own, he gave them the ten words of living. You know, the ten words of, of what it is to be God's people, how they were to love God, how they were to love one another. He gave them that as a gift Gave it to them as redeemed people. Um, and he gave them the whole, and it's wonderful, a great wonderful gift. He gave them that whole sacrificial system, the, the people of Israel. So they might actually see and know and ultimately see and know how the gift of Messiah would be. How the gift of the Messiah uh, would work. Um, and that takes us to our letter of, uh, to the Ephesians. Paul writes to them. Um, it's, it's interesting in Ephesians, he's actually not, uh, unlike some of the other letters, he's not actually uh, writing to them uh, to uh, fix up a, a problem as such. Um, he's just writing to encourage them. And he writes them and he says that they might actually know, they might actually understand the greatness of what God has done for them. The great thing that God has done in Christ um, and what they have actually been brought into relationship with God that they might actually been brought into it through Christ and we were that they were chosen and we were chosen by God from before the foundation of the world before there was anything God chose them this is God's action this is God doing that um, and that they would actually be holy and blameless and right and pure before him and and that he actually in love predestined them chose them to be his children and so they were. That was through Christ to himself. Um, and that was to the praise of his glory, the praise of his grace, that they might actually be chosen by God, his action, that they might actually be his children. They were actually, by his, they were redeemed by his blood. Redeemed by the blood. Brought back by the blood. 
We are forgiven. We are full and forgiven. And it was a mystery. It was a mystery that um, until it was revealed and, and it was revealed that the salvation of God was through Christ, through Jesus Christ. That was the mystery that was revealed that salvation was going to be through him. In Jesus we are saved. Um, and the Holy Spirit is given to us as a seal of that. A seal of that, that we might live in the good of who we are in God. That, we, that what God has done in us and in the world, that we might actually know it and see it and live in the good of it. To see the great victory of Christ. Who is the conquering king? It is Christ who is the Jesus is the conquering king who has conquered. He has defeated all rule and authority. He has defeated all things, and all things are in subjection to Christ, even though we don't see that, even though we don't see that Christ is the conquering king and has conquered. Um, there is no authority, there is no authority that he is not lord over. He is Lord over all things, and this is being revealed. And the, the wonder, the wonder of the grace that has been poured out to us and toward us, the wonder of the thing that we've been called into, the life that we've actually been called into. Um, the people of the... the the people, the Ephesian, the, the Ephesian folks, and like ourselves, um, we have no hope of being God's people in our own merit. There is no merit. They lived in a wicked, secular society, and so do we. You know, we have no merit at all. Um, that we have no connection to the family of God. We're not descended from Abraham. Um, we are dead before God but for Christ. Um, we are dead in the way we walked um, and, and we are cut off from the living, but for Christ. You know, indulging in all the desires of the flesh. Um, you know, we would be, we'd have no hope. We're no different to them, but God. But God is merciful and God loves us, and he loved them, and they were dead, and he made them alive, and we are alive in God, and we were dead, but we are alive in God. Now, there's many of us, or some of us here, and many of the children here um, would say, I don't actually ever remember a time that I didn't trust God. I don't actually ever remember a time uh, that I didn't love Christ. I don't remember... Uh, and that is an enormous gift, isn't it? An enormous gift to actually be brought up in such a household, to know that. Um, but uh, we are of the line of Adam and Eve. We are um, born dead to God as humanity. All of us born dead to God. And all of us need God's mercy. There's none of us there's none of us that have any merit of our own. And it's all Christ. And it's all his mercy. And it is, uh, it is all uh, abundant grace. 
God has made us alive, all alive in Christ. It is his work. It is what he has done. Uh, we, are, um, we are alive in him, even if we haven't tasted the world's Turkish delight, as um, C.S. Lewis would put it. You know, we are alive because of God. Because of God. Um, and the wonder about that, the wonder about that is that in Christ we are alive. We are not dead. We are not dead. We are alive. We are not under God's wrath. We are not under God's wrath. We are not under the dominion of the prince of this world. But we are alive and we have been raised with Christ above all the powers and principalities. In Christ. In Christ. And it is not something we have done, but it is something Christ has done. And it is a finished work. We are his workmanship, work of his hand. He has raised us up. He has raised us up uh, for the good purposes of God, for the purpose of God for us that we might actually walk in them. Uh, there are not groups of Christians that, you know, some have been born into a Christian home, some have come from a secular situation. There is not, there's no distinction all were dead in sorry, all were dead in Christ, but all have been made alive and we've been brought all into the one family of God, no matter where we've been or where we've come from or how, but that Christ has met us each one. Christ has met us each one, and because Christ has met us each one, we are all of the one family, and we've been brought into the family of God, all in Christ, all under Christ, through Christ. It is all in him where we were all dead and we were all far off, but now we've been made alive in Christ. And we all fit together under Christ. And we all are built it's all built on Christ, and it's all for the glory of God. It's all that we've been built up in faith, in the glory of God. There is one Lord who is Christ. There is one faith. There is one baptism, one Father who is all and in all and through all. It is all in God, through Christ. And the old way is gone. It is finished. It has been nailed to the cross. And the old way is gone, and the new has come. The old way is put to death and the new way is living as children of the loving, living Heavenly Father. We've been made alive in him. So what of the year to come? What of the year to come? Um, living and struggling in the world that we live in, um, which um, does not honour God at all, um, and we must remember, who are we and why are we? Even in the midst of the world as it is, we are God's children. Why? Because he has made us so. We need to know that. We need to live in the good of that. Um, and I, I thought that the, you know, the Christmas, uh, the Advent messages that we enjoyed, um, you know, joy, peace, hope and love, it was actually lead us, it leads us into, prepares us to the year to come that which is, is for us to walk in. We've been made alive. Um, now, that's not to say that for some this will be difficult. Year, this will, the years will be difficult. The days will be difficult. That's not to make any light of that at all. There will be difficult times, absolutely. But the reality will not change. We are alive in Christ because he has done it. 
Um, and please tell me that when I'm having a bit of a bent and twisted over things that haven't worked out so well. Because I will. There's no sure. So what does it actually look like? So what does it actually look like? Okay, so, so I'm down the paddock and I've got a bunch of stuff in my hand and I see a blemish in it. So what do I do? I'm there by myself, I've got a blemish in my bunch. So I, do I, well, it's only a little blemish, no one's going to see it anyway, are they? Really? So who do we glorify? Who are we glorifying? I take the piece out and I chuck it and I replace it. Who are we glorifying? When we do that which is ours to do, we glorify Christ. It is for Christ's sake that we actually do it. When we actually put the, the numbers on our timesheet or whatever it is that we do, um, we don't round up the minutes because we're glorifying Christ. Because that is what has brought us into. The old is dead and the new has come. And we glorify Christ in that which we do as we go about in life. Um, you know, when you've had a difficult day and you go home and you want to throw your, spit your lolly at the family because it's... We glorify Christ when we live as who we are. And that's what we do, you know, and very often no one will see it. No one will know that we, as we glorify Christ in that which we do and that which is ours to do. As we live honestly and truly in that, you know, you might have thought the reading is, and gee, Bob's going to have a go at us today. I sure hope that hasn't been the case. Um, that we live who we are, who Christ has made us to be. And not the, the, the tricky, not the tricky bit, but the bit that we have to be a little bit, um, a little bit careful of, um, a little bit careful of is that we, we can turn grace into law like, just like that, can't we? You know, and we think, oh, I've got to make sure I don't do my Charlie and, um, and I've, I've got to make sure that I, you know, am honest in everything that I do. And then we get back in that same thing again. Um, you know, I'm going to keep the Ten Commandments because God will love me better. We are who we are, friends. We are who we are. Um, we have been, we have been, we have been made whole in Christ. We are whole and right in Christ. And we live in the good of that. And yes, we'll do that which is true and right and honest because the old man is put to dead and the new man has come. And we glorify Christ in the midst of that. Um, we are children. We are children of love. And we can actually walk in that love. Uh, and, and sure, Paul, um, Paul says in, in some points he, he pummels his body to, to keep it in line at points. But that's, that glorifies Christ, you see. Not that he might, be, he might be righteous, but as the righteous. He lives that way. Um, so we can actually walk in love. We can, we're free to walk in love because Christ has met us and Christ has brought us to himself. And we are children of the Father, the loving Father. Um, so if we, if we resolve to do anything this year, if I might be so bold to suggest something, if we resolve to do anything this year, let's not harden our hearts. Let's not harden our hearts to God or to one another. Let us... Um, let us let him love us, friends. Let him love us and be loved. Live in the good of it. Live in love. You know, as we look to the um, look to the ten words, you know, and the other uh, things from we, we read from Ephesians. Um, 
we can love the Lord our God. We can love the Lord our God. All our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. We can love our neighbour as ourselves. Because he has met us and he has made us his own. And we are. Um, and um, just pastorally, just for a moment, put on the whole armour of God. You know, we do have our adversary, the devil, who Christ has conquered, prowling around. So let's put on the armour. And just as a, a, a completely an aside, um, I do have extra shields. I made a heap of extra shields. It, seriously, if you want to take them home, if families, if you want to take them home, decorate them, put them up in the children's bedroom or whatever. Um, I do have extras, and you could just put the armour of God on this shield. You can pin it up for a, a couple of weeks or whatever you might want to do. But I do have extras here if you want to grab one of them later. But let's be who we are, friends. As we move into the new year, let's be who we are, children of the loving Heavenly Father. And that's who we are. Amen.